Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Could certain individuals have the ability to predict the future? Welcome to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and this week's episode focuses on those few who seem to be able to predict the future. People have long tried to determine what is yet to come. Even computers are unable to tell us what is to come, but what chosen few can. Now, I myself have had a weird, vivid dream. It was back in 2019. The pandemic, unbeknownst to us, was already taking its hold on China. Whilst we were preparing for Christmas and having a very happy new year, China was trying to stem the fallout of a virus that would bring our civilization to stop moving, literally. As 2020 arrived, I remember having this really bizarre, vivid dream where I saw crowds of people running away from gas and smoke, explosions, um, and, and all these explosions were sort of detonating all around them. And these people, many of them had their hoods up and had face coverings on or scarves over their mouths and noses, and many were screaming at police. I woke up with a start and told my husband, Carl, there's going to be riots in the streets. It's going to be like a civil uprising. Not long after we all watched that horrific footage of George Floyd being killed, I just knew in my heart that this was the beginning of civil unrest and that it would spread across the world. And lo and behold, it did. I'm not saying that I can see the future at all, but I have to say that was really creepy, especially when I watched the scenes of rioting and looting being played out in front of our eyes on the television. In 2010, 63-year-old Peter Turchin wasn't taken seriously when he said widespread civil unrest would sweep through the US in 2020. Turchin said, people did not understand that I was making scientific predictions, not prophecies. And there's the difference, I think, predictions and prophecies. So he was saying that he was making a scientific prediction. While he feels validated at the rioting in 2020, Turchin is horrified to be right. As a scientist, I feel vindicated, he said. But on the other hand, I am an American and I have to live through these hard times. After spending the last 20 years studying crisis in America and the structural defects that helped cause them, Turchin says many signs showed the US was spiralling towards upheaval in this decade. 
The nation, he says, has experienced stretches of turmoil about every 50 years between 1870, during heightened tensions of the reconstitution era and 1970, in the aftermath of Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassination, when women and many minority groups were fighting for equality amid protests against the ongoing Vietnam War. Then, of course, there is Nostradamus, the famous French astronomer. His name was Michael de Nostradamus, and he was born in 1503 and died in 1566. Now, his name is usually apparently Latinized, and it's known more as Nostradamus. Nostradamus and he was a French astrologer apparently he could see into the future um, I suppose people called him psychic then and he was also uh, known as a physician from my memory I remember he, he sort of went to some sort of university in that time to learn all about um, plants natural ways to actually um, treat sick and, and poor people that, that were ill but perhaps he's best known for his book Le Prophetise and these were a collection of 942 poems, but um, they were written in so many lines and they're called quatrains. And apparently these little poems allegedly predicted future events. And his first book, well, the first book of La Prophetise was, um, was published in 1555. One of his famous predictions most people believe is associated with the 21st century is this. I shall read it to you. A plague shall fall upon the world. After a feeble man shall rule the Western world with Jezebel. Is that Biden perhaps? But who's the Jezebel? The people will be damaged and subjugated by a fool ruler. The great eagle shall suffer and fall. You know, I'm thinking, obviously, he's talking about America. I, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, and then I've got here, uh, and, I, and I had a, a good old look through here, and I thought I would share this with you. This was uh, written for the Independent newspaper by Christina Sturbens and Robert Johnson. The headline is 11 Shockingly Accurate Predictions from Nostradamus. So I'd like to read them to you. So he wrote in this Les Prophetes in 1555, these uh, sort of of block four line uh, quatrains attempting to predict the future. Now it says here, while logic might suggest Nostradamus claims could apply to almost any event, and we have to bear that in mind, some of them come eerily close to reality. In these 11 cases, we couldn't ignore his speculative prowess. So to kick us off with, we have the death of Henry II. The prediction reads, the young lion will overcome the older one on the field of combat in a single battle. He will pierce his eye through a golden cage, two wounds made one, then he dies a cruel death. What happened? Francis King Henry II lined up to joust Gabriel, who's the Comte de Montgomery, Seigneur de Lourdes, a nobleman six years his junior in the summer of 1559. In their final pass, Montgomery's lance 
tilted up and splintered into two shards. One went through the king's visor and hit his eye and the other lodged in his temple. Henry suffered for 10 days before dying in his bed. Now, some reports say their shields displayed lion emblems, though disagreement exists. Skeptics also claim field of battle in the Quantrain probably shouldn't apply to the friendly jousting match that killed Henry II. We move on to the Great Fire of London. Prediction. The blood of the just will be lacking in London, burnt up in the fire of 66. The ancient lady will topple from our high place. Many of the same sect will be killed. What happened? On September 2nd, 1666, a small fire in Thomas Farriner's bakery on Pudding Lane in London turned into a three-day blaze that consumed the city. It became known as the Great Fire of London. Peasant deaths weren't recorded at the time, but many historians claim at least eight people died in the blaze and thousands of houses and businesses burned as well. Blood of the just might refer to the uh, elimination of millions of flea-carrying rats that spread the Black Death. That deadly plague died out during the Great Fire. The next prediction, the French Revolution. Songs, chants and demands will come from the enslaved, held captive by the nobility in their prisons. At a later date, brainless idiots will take these as divine utterances. In 1789, the French people decided that they had enough of aristocratic rule. They revolted, storming the Bastille, a Paris fortress used as a prison. The fall of the Bastille, which symbolised the monarch's abuses, marked the height of the French Revolution. The peasants quickly took control of Paris and enforced their demands by kidnapping the royals. Some of them were even beheaded. Napoleon's conquest. The prediction... Pau, nay, Laurent, more fire than blood, swimming in praise, the great man hurries to the confluence. He will refuse entry to the magpies. Pampon and Durance will combine them. Pau, nay, and Laurent reference three towns in Paris, although the last is actually named Oleron. By using them, Nostradamus employed one of his favourite devices, the anagram. Rearranging the city's letters spells Napoleon Roy, which eerily resembles Napoleon the King in French. More of fire than of blood may refer to the non-noble lineage of Napoleon who took power during a coup. Refuse entry to the magpies could refer to Popes Pius VI and VII, both of whom Napoleon imprisoned. The next prediction, King Philip II of Spain's reign. Prediction, for seven years, Philip's fortune will prosper. He will reduce the Arab army. Then halfway through, things will perplexedly turn against him. A young onion will destroy his fortune. What happened? Catholic King Philip II of Spain started ruling the country in 1556 and Spain became unbelievably wealthy for the first part of his reign. Seven could be interpreted biblically meaning a long time. His success, however, came to an unexpected halt in 1587 with the execution of Mary Queen of Scots, who was also Catholic. Her death effectively ended his alliance with England. A year later, he tried to invade England with his Spanish Armada fleet of ships, but England thwarted him. 
The quatrain also hints at the Battle of Lepanto, where Spain slaughtered the fleet of the Ottoman Empire, an area to the south inhabited by many Arabs. Philip would later call for Muslim expulsion from Spain. Lastly, the young onion refers to 36-year-old Henry IV of France, a Huguenot and thus Protestant. He and Philip disagreed on religion and battled until Henry's death. Louis Pasteur's discoveries. Prediction. The lost thing is discovered, hidden for many centuries. Pasteur will be celebrated almost as a godlike figure. This is when the moon completes her great cycle. But by other rumours, he shall be dishonoured. What happened? He was born in 1822. Louis Pasteur was a French chemist and microbiologist who discovered that the growth of microorganisms causes fermentation. That discovery also proved bacteria doesn't simply appear spontaneously as previously thought. Instead, it grows from already living organisms in a process called biogenesis. While Pasteur didn't first propose germ theory, he convinced much of Europe of its validity. He invented a process for removing bacteria, pasteurisation, which is named after him. His early work also led to the creation of vaccines for rabies and anthrax. However, in 1995, science historian Gerald L. Giesen published a book showing Pasteur incorporated a rival's findings to make his anthrax vaccine functional. This finding partly dishonoured the great scientist, as Nostradamus predicted. Hitler's terror in Europe, the prediction. From the depths of the west of Europe, a young child will be born of poor people. He who, by his tongue, will seduce a great troop. His fame will increase towards the realm of the east. And beasts ferocious with hunger will cross the rivers. The greater part of the battlefield will be against Hister. Into a cage of iron will be the great one be drawn when the child of Germany observes nothing. What happened? Hitler, who was born to poor parents in 1889 in Western Europe, used his intense oratory skills to mobilise the Nazi party in Germany in the years following World War I. Germany, as a part of the Axis powers, also allied with Japan in the East. While many believe Hister to be a typo, and I have to say I did, it's also an old name for the Danube River. Hitler was born just miles from that river in what was then Austria-Hungary, also known as the Danube Monarchy. Remember, Nostradamus often incorporated anagrams such as Hister into his writing. JFK's assassination, the prediction, the ancient task will be completed from on high. Evil will fall on the great man. A dead innocent will be accused of the deed. The guilty on will remain in the mist. John Kennedy's assassination in 1963 undoubtedly came from on high. The bullet entered his head from roof level. The man accused of the crime, Lee Harvey Oswald, didn't live long enough to face trial. A Dallas nightclub owner killed him while in police custody. Oswald also persistently claimed he was a patsy and therefore innocent. Even today, we don't know for sure who killed JFK. I have my thoughts on this and my theories, but according to a recent Gallup poll, 61% of Americans believe it was a conspiracy. 
and I'm part of that too. The 11th of September 2001, the prediction. The sky will burn at 45 degrees. Fire approaches the great new city. By fire he will destroy their city. A cold and cruel heart, blood will pour, mercy to none. What happened? On the morning of the 11th of September 2001, hijacked planes crashed into the two towers of the World Trade Center in New York City. Scholars interpret 45 degrees as either a reference to New York City's proximity to the 45th latitude or that the burning buildings would fall, creating a 45 degree angle to the ground, even though they collapsed onto themselves. So, what do you think of Nostradamus and his predictions? I, like many of you, will be cautious and take with a pinch of salt. But then I can't help but worry a little. Isn't it best to be warned and perhaps prepare for some awful life-changing event in the future? I mean, if we take the beginning of the COVID lockdowns, maybe someone predicted that there would be no toilet paper on the supermarket shelves. Now, who was that, Burke? Whoever they were, they should have kept their mouth shut. Novels, TV shows and films have often predicted new technology and even events from the future. One example being in 1965, author Jules Verne released From Earth to the Moon, which described three Americans' mission to launch a spacecraft and land on the moon. Parts of the novel were similar to the first real moon landing, which occurred 104 years earlier. Don't get me started on the moon landings. Anybody who knows me will be like, no, Yvette, don't, not now, not with your conspiracy theories, leave it alone. They, you know who I mean, probably read Jules Verne book and thought, I know, we'll go and ask Stanley Kubrick if we can use the set from his film Space Odyssey and film the moon landing there, here, look in this book. Let's make the spaceship a little similar to this one in Jules Verne's book, only joking. Hmm... Both the NASA astronauts and Verne's characters launched from Florida. NASA's command module was named Columbia in another similarity to Verne's fictional spacecraft, the Columbide. NASA astronauts Neil Armstrong and Edwin Buzz Aldrin succeeded in walking on the lunar surface in 1969, while Michael Collins remained in the spacecraft. The three men in Verne's novel, however, never stepped foot on the moon. NASA has acknowledged other similarities between Apollo 11 and Verne's novel as well. For example, the space agency said the Columbide's shape and size closely resembled the Apollo spacecraft. The novel also claimed a telescope would be able to see the Columbide mission's progress when an explosion caused a malfunction during the Apollo 13 mission in 1970. A telescope at Johnson Space Center was able to see the accident, which took place more than 200,000 miles away. That's 300,000 kilometers to you and me. Hmm. Now, the craziest predictions have to be on the TV show, The Simpsons. It has been able to predict events from the 2021's US and UK fuel shortages to Toys R Us closing down. And one famous instance is from season 11, episode 17, Bart to the Future, where Donald Trump's presidency was predicted 15 years before he was elected in 2016. Could this just be a coincidence? Now, this is an article that I found uh, written for businessinsider.com. 
Um, and they've got 18 examples of how the Simpsons predicted the future. Obviously, I'm not going to go through them all, but I just thought I'd find a few of my favourite. Uh, number one, the three-eyed fish. Uh, <laughs> in this episode, Bart catches a three-eyed fish named Blinky in the river by the power plant which makes local headlines. More than a decade later, a three-eyed fish was discovered in a reservoir in Argentina. Strangely enough, the reservoir itself was fed by water from a nuclear power plant. This made me giggle because I've just come back from Italy. Uh, number two, The Censorship of Michelangelo's David, Season 2, Episode 9. Uh, an episode from... Uh, 1990, titled Itchy and Scratchy Marge, showed Springfieldians protesting against Michelangelo's statue of David being exhibited in the local museum, calling the artwork obscene for its nudity. The satire of censorship came true in July 2016 when Russian campaigners voted on whether to clothe a copy of the Renaissance statue that had been set up in central St. Petersburg. And being a Beatles fan, I like this one, A Letter from the Beatles. In 1991, an episode of The Simpsons saw the Beatles' Ringo star diligently answering fan mail that had been written decades ago. In September 2013, two Beatles fans from Essex received a reply from Paul McCartney to a letter and recording they sent to the band 50 years ago. The recording was sent to a London theatre the band was due to play at, but was found years later in a car boot sale by historian. In 2013 on television, the people who wrote the letter were reunited with it, uh, plus a reply from Paul McCartney. And there's many, many more. I'm just spooling through them now and it does make me giggle because I'm thinking, oh, smart watches. I've just got to read you this. The Simpsons introduced the idea of a watch that you could use as a phone in an episode in 1995, nearly 20 years before the Apple Watch was released. And I like this one, the invention of the shard. The uh, Lisa's wedding episode in 1995 came with a lot of unexpected predictions. During Lisa's trip to London, we see a skyscraper behind Tower Bridge that looks eerily similar to the Shard. And it's even in the right location. Construction on the building started in 2009, 14 years later. So, you know, what's going on? You know, are people watching The Simpsons, these inventors, and suddenly going, yeah, that's a really good idea. I actually think that, you know, maybe we could do that. Maybe we could actually... <laughs> build a shard. I mean, they even predicted the end of the Game of Thrones series, which was actually funny. Um, like I say, so what's going on here? Coincidence or are the writers tapping into something, get this, of a paranormal nature? I mean, what do you think? And moving on to more of a religious stance, what about the predictions in the Christian Bible? Now, I'm not a religious person, but the end of times um, and the rapture in the book of Revelations is absolutely fascinating to me. Did the men who wrote these words know of what was to come? Should we take their warning as real? So here's a, a quote from that part of the Bible. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the archangel's call and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. The Bible talks of floods, natural disasters, but ultimately the end of human civilization. It's really scary stuff. But even scary for me has to be the predictions of AI and how these clever robots could take over the world. There have been many films warning humanity about the deadly cost of this ever happening. Could they all be predictions? 
Elon Musk. Hmm. I shall reserve judgment on that chap. The things he's saying and wanting to invent scares the hell out of me. I mean, Glenn, I think, absolutely loves it. My friend Glenn on Most Haunted. But he's saying there's microchips in the head, automated cars and robotic companions. And the worst, now I'm not sure if this is his idea, but wombs, wombs, engineered wombs. I bet you didn't think you were going to hear that on the podcast today, did you? I know you're listening to this now, either in the car, in the bath, or making tea, and you're thinking, what is she talking about? But apparently, they're already inventing a sort of manufactured, engineered womb so that we can make and grow human beings. I mean, that's a fabulous thing for people that can't have children. And if I decided that now, you know, after my hysterectomy, yes, I'm sharing it with you all. Um, you know, that's it. You know, oh my gosh, I've changed my mind. I want to have a baby. Well, now you can. But this is scary. Did they get the idea from The Matrix? Or did the writer of that magnificent film possibly predict the future? wonder what the Macarena is really about? Well, this week I'm guesting on the hilarious and educational Baffled podcast, where we uncover some FBI slang, find out what famous and tiny celebrity I found myself in a lift in Russia with, and I give my own top tips on how to get in touch with the spirit world. Listen at www.bafflepod.com or search Baffled wherever you got this podcast. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This week, we have a lovely email from Elaine, who got in touch at paranormalactivitypod at gmail.com. Hi, Yvette, she says. I'm a big fan of Most Haunted over the years, and I've just discovered your podcast. Well, welcome, Elaine. I'm enjoying the back episodes that I've missed, and I was listening to the time travel episode and wondered if you had ever come across a book called The Vertical Plane. It's a true story set in 1984 on the Welsh border very near Chester. An English teacher has a little cottage in Doddleston, which he's renovating. He brings an old, modern for 1984, BBC PC home computer to do some work and the overnight messages are appearing on it, purporting to be someone who lived in the cottage in the 16th century called Lucas. It's a fascinating read. It cost me an arm and a leg to get the book as it went out of print. I first read it when the paperback literally jumped off the shelf at my local library. Lots of investigations took place and I think they eventually traced Lucas. More than anything, it's a story about friendship across the centuries. Hope you enjoy. I have a number of strange stories. I may well pluck up the courage to voicemail one of these days. Well, I'm certainly going to see if I can get hold of that book, The Vertical Plane. If it's something that you fancy reading, then um, have a look online uh, and see if you can get it. <laughs> but now everybody, all of us, we're going to go on online and see if we can find it. There'll be nothing left, all gone. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's called The Vertical Plane absolutely fascinating thank you elaine for sharing that with us and yes please do send in your voicemail i love getting people's voicemails it really uh i don't know i don't feel so alone knowing that you're out there listening to me it's lovely uh, so yes please please uh, send your voicemail in Joining me on today's podcast to talk about predictions is a very, very, very good friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody I've only known for 20 odd years uh, is my, um, well, my husband uh, and lovely uh, partner he, in, I'm giving you a big build up here, producer, you don't quite direct, know producer, director of Most Haunted. He knows a lot of stuff about spooky stuff and you're very interested in predictions as well. Well, I predicted I was going to be back on your show. So here there I am. There we so are, you see. Right. Very freaky isn't it? I mean, it's like I just mentioned earlier at the beginning of the podcast. Do you remember when I said to you there's going to be civil unrest? What did, rioting, and I kept having that dream of, of the riots yes. before the riots happened. Yeah, but if, if, you, if you recall, before the COVID thing hit, you said something was, was, was going to happen, mm. and then the COVID thing hit, and, and you, everything you've said was going to happen, including civil unrest and, and all of this, has happened. Now, the, the, the one problem with predictions is you don't know their predictions until they've happened yeah, and then there's true. nothing you can do. Yeah, and who's going to believe you? Well, that's you can't, you know, because how can you believe a prediction before it's happened? And it, I know you've got the Nostradamus thing which, which um, you've spoken about. Um, I mean, the thing is with Nostradamus, yes, th there's a lot of stuff mm. that, that was right, but there's also a lot of stuff that was wrong. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I think it's very easy for us to f make things fit mm. uh, as well if we want them to fit. Mm. Um, but specific things, dates and what have you, I mean, how many times has, has people, have people predicted the world's going to end? Mm. 
and we're still here. So that hasn't happened, fortunately. I, I guess you only have to have one prediction to be correct and then we won't be that's here. It, but yeah. so, so that's my own thing with predictions is you don't know they're going to, they're, they're real until they've happened and there's nothing you can do after that. Yeah. Do you remember at the beginning of COVID, there was a, a thing, it was all on social media and it was a book that Sylvia Brown had written and she's an American psychic mm. and she predicted and she'd written this book, I don't know how many years beforehand, and she predicted that in 2020 or 2019, 2020, 21 or something, um, we were going to have a, a, a huge virus was going to sweep the world and bring it, bring, us, bring it to our knees or something like that. And then it said it, it goes away like that and then comes back a few years later mm. and goes again. Uh, and that, that was very interesting. And everybody was sharing on social media going, oh, my God, look at this weird prediction. I know, but how many other psychics have predicted a similar thing in different years and got it wrong? Yes. And what you, you know, if you've got 10 psychics and they're all, they're all predicting some sort of disease or, I mean, we know one psychic who predicted the world was going to end in, I think it was 2012. Oh, it was all going to be huge uh, uh, and certain parts of the country underwater. And they bought a house in Spain because that was the only place it was going to be safe. safe. That's right. And, you know, here we are and 10 years later, we're mm. still fine. I think that the, the, the problem is with, with, with that, and you know my, my issues with a lot of psychics, is if you throw enough dates out there from different people, only one of them has to be right. Mm. And they forget all of the others that were wrong. Mm. Um and it just, it's like a lottery. They just picked that number. They picked 2000 and uh, whatever. Was it 2019 that she beat it? Or? I think it was, yeah, 2019, 2020, I think. I can see that in my mind's eye. At the end of the day, it hasn't gone away quickly uh, and it won't go away quickly. Mm. So she's wrong in that respect. You, mm. And you can't, if you're going to, if you're going to, I, th I think if you're going to take a prediction, you have to take it as all of the prediction. You can't cherry pick what's right no, about the prediction because we're very good at that as human mm. beings because we want it to be right. We want people to have this supernatural thing. I'm not saying they don't. I think there are some predictions being given in the past. Mm. And Stuart in himself, to be fair, he's had nothing since, mm. and nothing before, nothing since, and he's not psychic in any way, shape or form. He'd be the first to say he wasn't. So what is actually happening here? What makes us, and most of these predictions, most of them, uh, from my experience, happen when we go to sleep at night. And you know, in a previous podcast that's aired, you know, talk about all sorts of weird stuff happens to our brain when we go to mm -hmm. sleep. We can also be contacted by the spirit world or some other uh, world, whatever it is. What's happening with these predictions? Is it the spirit world, a paranormal world, and the spirits are trying to warn us? They, they're showing us these images to, to, to warn us, if you were going to stop something from happening, wouldn't you do it to somebody that could perhaps guard or safeguard against something like that? You will never stop it happening. No. No matter who you gave that to, no matter who you gave that prediction to, you're not going to stop it because no one will believe it. And don't forget, if you stop it from happening, it never happened. So people will constant, constantly be saying, well, we don't know whether that was a prediction or not because it never happened. They stopped it. Yeah. And so, so, do you see my point? I do, yeah. And the trouble is with predictions is, is a lot of them are very vague. Mm. If they actually said, at uh, this time, on this day, this is going to happen, and that actually happens word for word as they've said it, then fair enough. But I think that, that maybe you know, there is a, a certain belief out there that we all of our lives is already pre-mapped out in our subconscious. Maybe that Stuart looking into his own future and seeing the reports on the 
on the television and, oh, and, so, yeah. and just recounting it earlier yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what's happening with some of these other people. And depending on, you know, we wake up sometimes and we go, well, I had a nightmare, but I don't know what it was. And maybe that's where the fogginess comes in with your Nostradamuses and, and all this. Maybe they have these predictions because they come to them in dreams, but it's their own subconscious playing out things that happen in the future that's mm. already mapped out. Now, if DNA, as people believe, has a memory mm. going back, then DNA will also have your memory mapped out going forward. So that's how Nostradamus potentially could be looking hundreds of years in the future because his DNA, which has gone through other people, is still is still here. Very interesting. In I like that. I like that, looking at different ways of how these strange things can happen. Or it could just be a, a paranormal psychic phenomena that we, again, that we don't understand because you can't wipe that no. you know, off, off, off the table. And what do you do with it? It's like me, you know, sit at, saying to you, oh, there's good. I mean, I was frightened by that image. You were, yeah. Because I just, and I, but I thought it was going to be here on our streets. I mean, there was a little bit of it in London. Well, you don't and, know, it still might be. Well, it's still, Well, you don't know. The, the, the point, you, you, it, you've, you've predicted... I know you probably don't want me to say this, but you No, predicted. I don't know what you're saying that for. But, but all the stuff that's happened, mm. you, you've, you've said it was going to happen sometime before it happened. Now, if you recall, I was the one saying, I don't think it's going to happen. Mm. I, I don't, you, you know, you, you, you said about Russia and Ukraine. And I said, then, and I said, Russia wouldn't be that stupid to attack Ukraine. Mm. And here we are. But that was a feeling. That wasn't a prediction. That was, is, is there a difference? That was me looking at the stuff before course, anything yes, had happened course, yeah, and saying, yeah, yeah, right. you know, is it a feeling? And I, and I just had this awful feeling that it was going to happen. So is there a difference between predicting or is it, is it, is it combined? Can you have? Is that a slight prediction? Is it a paranormal, spiritual vibe? Oh. You know, of I, I, you know, you can look at somebody, can't you, and say, "There's something wrong about that person." I don't know what it is. It's just a feeling. Oh, yeah, we've that's all what you we, said that our first time. <laughs> no, but we've all felt it. Do you remember me telling you that story um, about when uh, I was? I think I was in Sandbach somewhere and I was walking around uh, doing some shopping and I walked into a shop, I think it was WH Smith, and there was a woman there and she was in the aisle and I was looking at some books and this wave of absolute, I, I, I couldn't look at her, mm. I couldn't be anywhere yeah. near her and I, I actually walked out mm. and then I went across the road to Boots and she came in there mm. and I had yeah. to move physically move, and I have not a clue what what that what that is about. Well, Betty Baxter gets around, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> So is it all part? Is it all part of the same thing? We've always said, me and you both agree, is that everybody, everybody has the capability to be psychic. We all have it. It's whether we choose to tap into it or not. Whether we yeah. want to open up that third yeah, eye definitely. and have a look at it. Now you see, when you and Stuart go off on Most Haunted and you're asking out for things to happen, you're doing that on a weekly basis. And so I really believe that you're opening up that third eye, you're opening up your energy, paranormal activities happening. But you have had odd feet. You know, you've said to me, oh, I, I, I don't think this is going to happen or I've just got a feeling about this person. Or, and nine times out of ten, you've been right. Or is that just intuition? I, well, I th- but isn't intuition uh, uh, another word for psychic uh, ability? Probably, uh, yes, psychic, yeah. You know, it's yeah. a psychic intuition, I it guess. It is, yeah. Uh, it, I mean, just going back to, to f- feeling as opposed to uh, a dream mm. of a prediction is that 
I, what came to my mind then was maybe the feeling to predictions is like the written word, whereas the dream is like a moving image. Yeah. So, so the feeling is kind of like a, a you're, 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 it's, you're not seeing it, you're just, it's there. Mm. But it is still a prediction. You're fearful of something. Yes, is that not yes, a prediction? Yes, or, I think or, so. We all have to have a sceptical park. There's no point in doing mm. any of this paranormal stuff without if we just run around all going, oh, everything's paranormal. Mm. So we all have to have this sceptical part. But and and there is that thing. The first thing you look at and say, well, could it be coincidence? And um, and don't forget, you know, Stuart was the first, really the first. Um, experience I had of somebody telling me something that actually came true. Yeah, okay, he didn't say it was going to happen on this day, this was going to happen, this was going to happen, this was going to What he said was um, about aeroplanes flying into buildings and it was in New York. Now, that's still specific, wow, even though it's yeah, pretty general. Yeah. And to happen shortly after, and again, with the the, 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 the aeroplane hitting you know, the Hudson, you know, it wasn't on the runway, it was on water. Um, and it was a big plane. But he said no one mm. no one's injured or uh, mm. he, he said it, it's not a catastrophe or something mm. like that it, a lot of people would say well it's just a coincidence the the, the ultra skeptics but you think well how many how many times does something happen for it not to be mm. coincidence? i think coincidence the term coincidence which i don't believe in but the term coincidence is i believe is a coward's way out of trying to explain something because you mm. can use it as coincidence and no one asks any more that's questions that's true that's very very what I remember there was a story, uh, there was a wonderful documentary. I've forgotten what it's called now, but it was about a savant and this this young man, and he was able to predict certain things in the future, and he also predicted the Twin Towers. But I think a couple of scientists got hold of him and asked him, could we do experiments? Could we? And I think he did some drawings as well, if I remember right, like scribbles of things that were mm. going to happen. Um, and um, I can't remember what happened, but there, was, there wasn't anything conclusive that came of it. But it did make me think when I was researching uh, for this episode about people like savants or who have a certain type of autism, but they're incredibly intelligent. So, you know, they're able to look at numbers and, and, and just work things out. They're, they're mm. able to, you know, listen to a piece of music. They've never played the piano before, and yet they can play it beautifully back, yeah. that sort of thing. To me, what's going on with the brain? Are they sending out different brain waves so that the spirit world or whoever can go, okay, well, you're you're on a higher level than most of the human beings here. So we're able to send you messages back of things that might be coming in the future. Yeah, but I, it's, it's weird that I, I agree to what you're saying because I think we, we've all got a, we, we're all different. We all mm. have a different brain structure. Obviously, there are some people, yeah, no matter how much I try, I can't understand. Me. <laughs> <laughs> That's just every man. <laughs> no, oh, I, I can't understand electricity. I mean, I can do plumbing. I can, I can do woodwork. But electricity is the one thing that I find difficult to, to keep in. Mm. And yet, electrician finds it easy. Mm. So, so our brains, not one is better than the other. We just wired up differently. Mm. And it's like you're saying about the, the people who have this ability to, you can throw a hundred numbers at them and then add them up and divide them by five and give mm. you the right answer. Mm. Um, but I think that, that we're on, because we're all on different levels, different wavelengths, there's no one better than the other. We're just different. Mm. And I think well, sometimes... we don't know that though, do we? We don't know if there's... If if we're emitting different brain 
waves or electricity from our brain. We've got no idea. No, that's what I'm saying. But the, yeah. the, what I'm saying is, is no one's better than the other. So I'm not saying that because you get, you know, it's a, a, a rocket scientist. Mm. People go, oh, you're a rocket scientist. Well, th- th- they wouldn't be able to fix a ballcock in a in a uh, in a system. So that that doesn't mean they're better than someone. But you, you look, they're not on different. No, they, they know different things, and they might be able to work figures out, but they can't work something else out, like the flow of water, like somebody else can. So what I'm trying to say is, is that because someone can, you know, there are points where people can learn. Say, let's say plumbing. Mm. You know, plumbing is a very difficult thing with central heating and everything else. It's it's a hugely complicated thing to learn. So. But there are some people out there who will just pick up, bang, 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 bang. They mm. pick it up. They don't have to study. They just read it once and they've got mm. it. They're still plumbers. They're still doing their thing. But because they can do that, they might be able to uh, have an easier time of reaching because their mind is more open because they're not. it's not clogged with trying to learn. It's It already knows this thing. It's, all, it's like a direct highway to learning, which opens up the mind and it's clear for other things to come in. And maybe that's where your predictions, your psychic abilities, your mm. ability to have stuff happen around you occurs. I wonder if Einstein ever had any predictions, you know, like a bit like Nostradamus or anything, because we watched that documentary where they had slides of Einstein's brain, didn't they? That's true, yes. yeah. And yeah, his yeah. brain yeah. was, was unusual yeah. and different. And if, that, to yeah. me, really <laughs> fascinates me. And I think, well, why was Einstein's brain so different? Actually, that can't yet. Yeah. Now, what you're saying <laughs> kind of pushes back what I've just mm. said, because you are right. I, I remember that now. And, and you're right. There was a they, they were saying there's a different – it's almost like they're wired up differently. Yes. Because the thing is with predictions, and, and this is why predictions and psychics, I don't I, – I, I kind of like to separate them because I think normal people, you know, who who, who don't uh, profess to have any psychic ability, can have predictions because to date there isn't one psychic who has predicted their own death mm. or an, a friend who's a psychic's death. Mm. They've all got. They've all. You know, when they die, they all have to have their um, their stage shows cancelled. Mm. Because they thought they were going to be there yeah. doing them, but, and yeah. so did their friends. Mm. So there's none because some of them say, "We oh, can't predict your own death." There's lots of people who have predicted their own death who aren't psychic. So mm. does that mean people who aren't psychic have a more intuition than those who are? I mean, we love you it, know. don't we? Love knowing the future and predictions. I mean, how many of us go and see a psychic? But but I have two packs of tarot cards in this house, and when friends come round and they go, "Oh, go on, Yvette, get your tarot cards out," we all want to know what's going to happen in the future. And sometimes, I mean, for, for me, the tarot cards, I don't read it like that. I'm more of a kind of how you're feeling emotionally and what's, you know, that sort of thing. But it's so true. It's that, so are, are the tarot cards, I mean, and I've had some amazing readings where was, things have come true. I was about to say. And, and I've done some readings where people have gone, that's a bit weird because this has happened or uh, so on. Or like you say, I know it's a word you hate, but is it a, a coincidence? But something is happening there. But but you know, is, is, the, is the tarot cards in itself a way of you emptying your mind to allow more in? You see that. Is it a tool to empty your mind? Because... I have to. This was smiling when you were when you were talking about the tarot cards. Could I kind of forgotten about that a bit because you haven't read them for a while? <laughs> no. But you've done tarot cards for a, a number of people, mm. and it's the funniest thing when they call you up a few months later mm. and go, "You were right." Yeah. Now you were predicting things with these people. Mm. 
And it was know, right. Yeah, but ha- I don't know why. And it, it's look, all I do is I don't read the book because you're supposed to, um, you know, when you learn, you you have a guidebook and it tells you what this card means. Written and that, by, a, yeah. by a human, by <laughs> yeah. a man or woman. And it was our friend Paul, yeah. uh, Paul and Helen. And Paul said, don't get what you're doing with that book. Get rid of it. Look at the pictures and what comes to you. What feelings do you get with it? And that's what how I started to do it. So you're right. So I think now that we've been talking about it for quite a while, I really do believe that predictions, they're coming from the spirit world. I really believe that. I believe that they're tapping into your subconscious, your aura, your, I don't know, whatever it is, your being, and they're, they're, they're showing you, giving you that feeling of this is what's going to happen. But how many people, this is a, just a thought, how many people, have had a prediction and not known it's a prediction for whatever they've believed or they've seen to have happened after they've died. And no one would know they've actually seen that. Mm. So how many predictions have happened where people don't know it's that? And don't forget how many how many occurrences have happened where people haven't linked the two? It's absolutely fascinating. I've got a prediction now. <laughs> I predict that you're going to receive a kiss. Oh, am I? Yeah. Well... Oh, you're right. Yeah, oh, that's good. That's, that's another one. There you go. Thank you so much, and no doubt we'll hear from you again on another <laughs> Paranormal Activity podcast. Because I can't keep my mouth shut, <laughs> and we love you for it. So, where are these predictions coming from? Are people like Stuart being given messages while we sleep from the spirit world, or another world perhaps? Are they trying to warn us to try to stop these things from happening? I once heard a woman called Dolores Cannon. If you've not checked her out on YouTube, please do. It's really interesting. Uh, I listened to her talk about if the world ever was in danger of being destroyed by its inhabitants, then our creator, whoever he, she, uh, they are, would step in and stop it from happening. If you've had a dream that really resonates and affects you, that at the time you don't understand, remember that particular dream, as it could be a prediction. Do predictions help? Only if you believe in them and have the power to help. So, have you had a prediction? If you have, please let me know. I love to talk to you about it. Thank you for listening to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and a huge thanks to all our lovely, lovely listeners for sharing their visitation stories with us. You can get in touch and share your own stories at paranormalactivitypod at gmail.com. That's paranormalactivitypod at gmail.com. We're on WhatsApp. Here's the number 075-999-27537. That's 075-999-27537. Don't be shy. Come on, Elaine. Give us a voice message and you can instantly grammars uh here's our address at paranormal activity pod stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow and we will be back again same time next week but if you can't wait until then then visit us at this address www.paranormalpod.co.uk that's www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early have a great week stay safe Please get in touch. Love to hear from you. And remember, this is the most important thing. Say it with me now. Things aren't always as they seem.
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.